Welcome to Cruise and Shaz in the Mother of All Roles podcast. Two real mums talking about real issues in an attempt to make the ordinary extraordinary. So to kick off our first podcast, we're going to set the scene with who we are, just to let you know a little bit more about ourselves. So over to you, Shaz, to let everyone know firstly a bit more about me. Thanks, Chris. Well, I have the brilliant job of introducing you. Chris Evans is a wife and mum to two gorgeous girls. Chris says that the greatest thing about being a mum to Anna Seven and Kate Four is that every day is a chance to learn from them and be challenged by them. They help me to live from a place of wonder, joy and even vulnerability. In turn, I teach them about resilience, gratefulness and most importantly, unconditional love. Chris is always working to create a better future for her girls so that they don't come up against the same challenges that women today are encountering. She wants them to grow up knowing that anything is possible. In fact, since firewalking is part of her personal development journey, she now inspires Australian mums to know in their hearts that anything is possible. In 2015, Chris founded Mummy Jobs Australia to deliver services and products to support mums in gaining career confidence and advancement regardless of whether they were returning to work for the first time or transitioning between jobs. She does this through her specialised coaching sessions, CV reviews and rewrites, and her return to work program. As a strong advocate for promoting flexible work opportunities and smashing the barriers of the traditional workplace, Chris coaches and empowers mums and dads seeking meaningful and flexible work which supports family life, the household, and the greater economy. Chris runs an incredible Facebook support group for mums and partners with employers Australia-wide who want to be actively involved in changing the landscape and culture for women in the workplace. Having years of private and public sector recruitment experience means that when it comes to getting results, Chris is the obvious choice. She has taken mums who have applied for over 40 jobs to coaching them to secure a job just within two weeks. While Chris has always found journaling to be a therapeutic way of resolving her own issues, her most recent personal development journey has permeated every aspect of her life. Chris's go-to guru is the world's leading expert on empowerment, Tony Robbins, because of his ability to teach transformation from the inside out. Taking the focus off the external and placing the spotlight on the journey inward is what motivates and inspires Chris to regularly attend Tony's Unleash the Power Within seminars. Chris's ethos is centered around the premise that we all have the opportunity to change ourselves and that our past does not have to dictate our future nor define us. She has an acute understanding that the self-driven journey of self-discovery is an ongoing one with no final destination. And yet, it is one we must all take if we are to realise our highest potential. As a leader in transforming women's belief systems and empowering them to be career confident, Chris is in the process of developing her TED Talk. Her vision is that 2020 working parents will see total flexibility across the majority of positions and will have the capacity to be present for their children, earn a productive income and contribute on a greater scale to the economy. Chris's Five Steps to Return to Work ebook is coming soon. And Chris, you can sign me up for that one. I'll buy the first copy because I have no doubt it will be in high demand. 
Thanks, Shaz, um, for that awesome introduction. And uh, yeah, I'm really, really excited about my first uh, first ebook coming out to support those working mums returning to work. Um, and now I'd love, I, it gives me no greater pleasure but to introduce Sharon Halliday. And Sharon is an author, a columnist, a columnist and uh, a Reiki practitioner, angel intuitive, copywriter, speaker, and mother to Leo Nine and Ava. Ava Six. Sorry, guys, I'm just a bit uh, excited about this because um, Shazza's writing, um, she's been writing um, and featured in 365 Moments of Grace, uh, a number one bestseller on Amazon in the United States and Canada. Absolutely phenomenal. Her own book, Messages from the Heart, 39 Answers to Your Life Questions, is based on her advice column, Ask Sharon and answers questions about health, well-being, relationships, money, work, and, of course, happiness. Since picking up Louise Hayes' You Can Heal Your Life two decades ago, Sharon has been learning about all things self-help. The passion and purpose is to help other parents create something that resembles a work-life balance. She says that her daily mission is not to allow, is to not allow, I guess, that, to-do list to overshadow precious moments. And in 2011, Sharon founded Healing From The Heart to provide healing and Reiki relaxation treatments to clients. She says she continues to be astounded at how this gentle but powerful form of healing can transform lives. Alex Kingsmill, as seen on the Today Show and founder of Upstairs Coaching, has said this about my co-host. Sharon's writing is a gift, wise, insightful, often funny, illuminating and transformative. So, so powerful. Sharon's columns and posts have been liked by self, uh, self-help heavyweights. Uh, Dr. John Gray, who wrote Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus. Love that one. As well as by a host of authors with Hay House, the largest mind, body, spirit publisher worldwide. Incredible, Sharon. I just love, I love introducing you. It's awesome. Sharon's followed on uh, Twitter by Mark Knopfler from Dire Straits, The Baby Animals and Cold Chisel, just to name a few. Some of my faves too. Well, Shaz, I love that you have some big musos following you because I think that's pretty cool. So let's tell our listeners why we've jumped on the podcast bandwagon. Just as it implies, this podcast, Chris and Shaz in the mother of all roles, talks about everything motherhood, Uh, the good, the bad, the ugly, and everything in between. Think of it in the same way as you do the office water cooler. It's where we come together and where all good conversations begin. That's right, Chris. When we decided we wanted to do a podcast, we instinctively knew what it had to be about. Because although you and I don't have the opportunity of meeting around some office water cooler or even at the school gate, uh, instead we have to settle for a quick over-the-phone chat or messenger uh, before we go to school pickup because you're in Canberra and I'm in Batemans Bay. So that's how we roll. (laughs) But the focus of many of our conversations invariably ends up on talking about juggling motherhood with work and how we can make life easier and better 
for not just our families, but most importantly, I guess, ourselves. And so that's the essence of what the episodes will be about, giving mothers simple solutions to everyday problems. Uh, Absolutely. You know, like, guys, our goal is to give you insights, easy to do practices, new ways of thinking and practical tools to help you navigate the important role, you know, the very important role that is motherhood. But at the very heart of it, it is two mums sharing their experiences and letting other mums know that you're not alone, that we get it, that we've been there. We've created this space to acknowledge that motherhood is not the easiest of gigs and far from it, in fact, as we all know. And in this day and age when life is busier than ever before, now is the time to make life easier on ourselves, for us to be easier on ourselves. Well, you know, Chris, you and I have talked at length about how mums have dreams too. But somewhere along the way, they lose themselves in trying to fulfill this role of mother and everything that entails. Motherhood is one of the most relentless yet rewarding journeys that you'll ever embark upon. And we are here to help you navigate it. So Shaz, let's dive straight in. We first met as students at Kegs, Canberra Girls Grammar, to extend that for those who don't know what kegs is, there's a lot of them around, (laughs) where I was a day student and you were a boarder from young. So my family were your guardians who kept you well-fed and, of course, um, drove us to debating gigs. And then we reconnected after the hiatus from school and I was asking you if I could interview you for my my website and have a feature um, of your blog on my website help for parents when caring for sick kids, and it doesn't cost a cent. Now, from the top, we just want to acknowledge that today we're not discussing life and death illnesses. We're just talking about general illnesses that mothers deal with regularly, the common cold, etc., and foot and mouth, etc. I know Shazza's son, Leo, had croup for about six years, but to anyone who's listening that is in the fight of their life with a medical condition or with their loved ones who are dealing with serious physical illnesses, our hearts go out to you. Yeah, I appreciate that you mentioned that, Chris, because we, we, it's really important to us that we acknowledge that, you know, for those people who are having a hard time physically, um, maybe what we talk about today will seem quite trivial. Mm. However, we hope that maybe we share something that might also give you a bit of comfort and peace I mean, in the very least, listening to two mums prattle on might be the exact distraction that you need. So, um, you know, that's Absolutely. where we're coming from. Yeah, it is. It's so true. And just that connectedness and uh, the relatability. And, and that's right, Shaz, you know, and getting back into your blog, help for parents when connecting, uh, when caring for sick kids, and it doesn't cost a cent. I've always loved your honesty and in that piece you launch straight into it and write and I quote, let's face it and be, you know, like taking care of a sick child or children is not one of the highlights of parenthood. Of course, our main focus is to help the child feel better and more comfortable. But as parents, we also know how mentally, physically and emotionally draining this time can be for us, Sharon says. You know, Shaz, this really resonated with me. Um, when your kids are sick, you feel it on all of those levels. 
you know, I recently took my daughter to the doctor just to get her checked out for a cold that was hanging around too long, let it go for a week and thought, you know, um, let's see, get it checked out, make sure nothing too sinister, more sinister, I guess. And being a second time around parent, I kind of knew like she was okay. But, you know, with this persistent cough, I kind of felt, well, you know, that final check would give me that peace of mind. And life gets so busy that I would really hate to miss something. And particularly with, you know, the hype and I guess the reality of, of the flu season and what's upon us at the moment. Yeah, well, that's mother's instinct kicking in right there, isn't it? Um, and you just don't argue with it. It's great that there, there wasn't anything more serious going on. But as you say, it's worth it for the peace of mind. Um, I have to tell you, Chris, <laughs> we had this schedule for a couple of nights ago, as, as you know, and then yesterday, Eva's woken up unwell. And as much as I don't want to see her sick, it was kind of ironic because here we were about to do our very first podcast and the topic of help for parents when caring for sick kids and it doesn't cost a cent <laughs> discussing hopefully some tools and knowledge that people can take away. Um, and, and it's things that we have at our disposal to help kids when they're sick. Um, and then my own daughter gets sick and we have to postpone. So little false start, but this is exactly what we'll be talking about. And I've been messaging people today even just to say, sorry, that copywriting job I was going to work on today will have to wait because my priority now is, um, you know, helping, helping Eva get better at the moment. So, mm. uh, yeah, I mean, winter was coming and now that it's well and truly here, the dreaded Lurgy has begun to raise its ugly head. Mm. I, I feel like I'm noticing now more and more people are sick around me and every time someone coughs in the office, I, I want to wear this giant uh, garlic necklace like something out of the Lost Boys. Um, great <laughs> movie, by the way, but I digress. Um, you know, and, and I said to this woman in the office the other day, I was sort of cowering and hiding under my arms and saying, look, I have compassion for you, but please don't cough near me. <laughs> and I just had to be brutally honest because I don't want anyone else's gems. I'm usually pretty healthy. But, um, you know, that, that's the reality, isn't it? Oh, look, yeah, it is. And, I mean, here's my take on it, Shaz, and I know you'll agree with this. In fact, yeah, I don't think too many would disagree with me when I say that when we get sick, it is our body's way of you know telling us something. And even if it's just that we're run down because our immunity is low or you know there's a whole mental load going on there and we're challenged with that um, and we're doing been doing way too much, you know it's our body's way of saying it needs rest and recovery. And I think you know it's really critical that we identify um, the moments uh, those moments uh, as opposed to trying to push through them, which uh, at times uh, we, we can do quite easily. Yeah, well, I think we take it to a bit of an art form really, especially mothers, but that's right. And when our body hurts, we pay attention. And, you know, whether we hear the message loud and clear and take appropriate, ac appropriate action is a whole other matter. That's like a whole other podcast. But, you know, I hadn't told you this yet, but would you believe less than 24 hours after we actually had decided to do this podcast and the topic of um, dealing with sickness, I walked past my local Go Vita in Batemans Bay, shout out to them, and I noticed <laughs> the latest Go magazine, a free one. So um, I pick it up and on the cover, it's got winter health hacks to help to keep you well. So to me, 
this was just a little serendipity moment I had to share. It was, I guess it was confirmation that you and I are on the right track with this, but it was also personal confirmation for myself because a lot of the remedies they included are things that I'm already doing and I suspect you are too. But um, Well, what are they? You know, like I, I want to know. I want to know too. <laughs> all right. Okay. Settle down. No, sorry. <laughs> well, here, okay, here we go. Here's an idea. We said we were going to have some fun with this. Why don't we play a little impromptu game of, um, I don't know, well, let's call it, how well do you know your health hacks? Grant, <laughs> Daniel, eat your heart out. <laughs> yeah. In my first time as a, as a quasi game show host, how about we say, you, you give me a health hack and then I'll let you know if it was in the article. What do you reckon? I guess. Uh, talk about putting me on the spot. Okay. Um, well, no guts, no glory. Let's do it. You said it was meant to be fun, so I trust you, Shaz. So let me think. For my first guess, I'm going to say uh, Manuka honey. Let's have a look. Okay. Well, I think that was a bit of a no-brainer, you know. But anyway, yes, it's there. And um, this is something I personally swear by. If you've got a sore throat, I do my warm salt water gargles and then I do my spoonfuls of Manuka honey. And um, interestingly, uh, the article says something about making a hot cup of ginger, lemon and uh, Manuka honey as as a bit of a tea combo, which I thought was good. And then they explained that it's... This type of honey contains um, some kind of unique tr- nutritional and immune enhancing properties. That's that's the stuff that you don't get in your normal honey. I mean, uh, um, that's why it's pretty darn good and pretty darn expensive compared to normal honey. But um, it obviously works. So, yep, Manuka honey. Next. <laughs> that's great. Um, I love honey. I actually use it for, um, well, just a side note, we're talking about health, but I use it for my cracked heels. So I put honey on my cracked heels socks on overnight and then in the morning um i wake up and it's just amazing so totally recommend that as a as my side hack but anyway um, classic i've got this image of you with your heels and your feet and did you say you put socks over the top yeah otherwise the bed gets a bit sticky sure sure of course (laughs) <laughs> I'm not going to touch that with a barge pole. But um, so, so I, this reminds me, there's one time um, I'd heard that you do this with garlic and I put it, I think I must have put too much on, but I've put it on my son's feet when he had a really bad head cold out in Griffith and it started to like um, burn his feet a bit. So I think I went overboard, but <laughs> the, es- the essence, my understanding, if you talk to any reflexologist, my understanding is that's where the source you can draw out all the impurities. So, you know, maybe that is still a thing, garlic or honey on the feet and that, that'll do wonders, but um, don't go wow, overboard. That's be my advice there. Yeah, definitely take, <laughs> take it to the extreme. I mean, people think I take it to the extreme with this, but I, I literally do this. Some people think I'm weird. Uh, they're like, you know, aren't you going to get messy? I'm like, yeah, but it works. So I'm just going to go with it. Um, but I guess what's my next hack that I'm, I've got to guess now. That's right. I'm just Back to the think. health hacks. Give me another Back. health hack. Get some sleep, rest. Bit tricky for us mums, of course, but that's the first thing that anyone or, you know, any doctor will tell you. Yeah, and you're right. Rest is, is exactly what's needed. I'm going to have a look here. It says something like, well, one of the very first, the very first health hack they talk about is rest first. And then it says, um, and we've already talked about this, but, uh, it says getting sick is almost always a sign from your body to say, take it easy. Now, 
just because that's more challenging for us mums doesn't make it untrue. And I think, you know, you alluded to this before, we're really good at soldiering on, which is in direct opposition to what we need to do. So I guess full marks there, Chris, you know, um, you're kicking goals here. Keep going. Let's, let's have another one. Okay. All right. Another one. Hmm. Let me think. Um, okay. Maybe lay off alcohol perhaps while you're sick. Put the wine away, put the wine down. Yep. Um, let's have a look. Well, as much as that's um, super advice, I'm just having a look here. It doesn't seem to be in the article. So, you know. Oh, um, you would think I alcohol still, still would like... compromise your immune system. I mean, you know, and I suppose your liver's working harder, but if it's not there, well, I guess that's okay. I mean, what about, um, what about good old-fashioned vitamin C? That's got to be a good health hack for sure. Yeah, it's there. Uh, and I think... <laughs> yeah, it was a no-brainer, wasn't it? No offence. You're doing well. But <laughs> I think most of us know my, by now that it's pretty much the, uh, one of the biggest things when you seek vitamin C. It, it doesn't work just to enhance your immune system, but it's um, it actually reduces the duration of the cold. So, I mean, that's, that's a good thing, right? Um, but the article I can see here goes on and talks about it being a powerful antioxidant. So it not only does... Uh, that immune boosting uh, side of things, but it also uh, fights disease and speeds up wound healing. Now, I did not know that. That's pretty cool. Um, but, you know, Chris, you've always been a straight A student to me. So, um, you know, top of the class there. You did well. Put on the spot and everything. <laughs> Sorry. But speaking of school, how good was Mrs. Pelvin's economics class? I just got to throw that in there. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, she was the bomb. I mean, she'd be proud of me now running my business. I don't know if I was that um, flash at economics back then. I uh, sneakily at times got other people to do my assignments. I remember, um, you know, putting that out there and uh, enjoying a, a quick you know, lunch with a with a boyfriend at the time. But, you know, oh, nice. just a bit of fun. Um, but, around ready. you know... <laughs> Yeah, well, we must be real nerds if we can say we had fun in uh, year, 11, year 11 economics class. <laughs> That's for sure. That's for sure. Um, well, I suppose we better get back to our topic. I know, um, I want to know from you, I guess, that short of dosing your kids up to the eyeballs on vitamin C, since we've established that's good, and facilitating rest, what do you do, Chris, when your kids get sick? I mean, is it just, is being sick just a part of life or is there more to it than that? I think... Um, Look, it's a good question. It's a great question. I think being sick builds that resilience for kids and their health. I think hitting the um, winter period, uh, you know, I usually try to uh, keep my kids um, warm and, and out of the cold as much as, as I can. Um, but sometimes, you know, we do go out and get a bit of fresh air as well because I think that's important as well. Um, but, you know, the it, without the the whole personal development journey that I've been on over the last three years and, you know, when I used to try and keep my kids out of the cold, I always thought it would benefit them and it wouldn't mean, it would mean that they wouldn't get sick basically, you know. Um, but in actual fact, I feel like we've been the healthiest we've been in a long time, to be honest. Um, because in the last six months particularly, I've had this real um, mind shift on what I think about the cold weather and, and how it, affects our bodies and all the studies behind it as well. 
That's so interesting because, um, you know, my hubby would attest to this, but the cold and I are more foe than friends. So, you know, um, I, I don't do the cold well, but I'm working on it. Um, so, so tell me, what was this shift? Look, yeah, it's funny because I was exactly like that um, myself. And, and look, basically, I, like I say, I used to I used to hate the cold and I actually transferred that onto my kids. I mean, anything we do, mm-hmm. our kids will pick up on. You know, if it's Impressive. negative, it's negative. If it's positive, it's positive. Uh, so now what I actually do and through my learnings through Tony Robbins, I um, and, and Wim Hof as well, he's very big on, on that and his teachings with, with cold and ice therapy and treatment. Mm. But I do cold showers each morning um, and wow. that just reinvigorates. It gets the, the, the blood running through and uh, fires everything up. And that's re- actually resulted in my seven-year-old doing them intermittently as no well, way. one day I heard her, like she was screaming in the shower. I'm like, oh my gosh, like what's wrong? She's like, I'm having a cold shower. I'm having a cold shower. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> um, wow. And they don't have a problem being out and about in the fresh cold of Canberra. And yep. it's made no difference to their health from getting colds as well. And the other thing too with that, I also make a lot of yummy green smoothies with high energy foods such as broccoli, kale, spinach. And they really love them. And it's a great way of getting that broccoli, well, particularly into my four-year-old because she won't eat it, like, won't eat the real dill, but she'll have it in a smoothie. Well, that's a whole other podcast, isn't it, Fussy Eaters? (laughs) But um, you you see, Chris, I mean, that's what I love about you. You embrace whatever life dishes out and then you turn it into something massively positive. Um, I, I, I run a cold shower actually for just a few moments before I hop out because I read somewhere in a health magazine, a beauty magazine, that um, apparently it adds shine to your hair. But you know, maybe it's just a myth. But maybe I can bump it up a bit longer. And um, look, all I can say, Chris, is if you're doing it, it, must be pretty good for you. Thanks, Shaz. And it is. It's repetition. Same with anything. Repetition and uh, creating creating the habit. Um, I certainly give things a go, and basically, if it works, I stick to it. Um, you know, and getting back to that blog, you know, we've talked a little already about some useful things mothers can do physically uh, to help when kids are sick, seek medical attention when you, you know, your gut says so, you know, listen to that intuitive mum feeling and dad as well, you know, give them a big dose of vitamin C and build their immunity. But, you know, propose the solution or at least part of the solution, I guess, is in having present moment awareness because, as you say, and I quote, to do anything else is futile and even insane. Bold words, my friend. I know. I, look, I realise it sounds sim- simplistic, but it works. And um, as I say uh, right in there, I'm not suggesting that we, we hear our child's cough and see their runny nose and we immediately jump for joy announcing, yay, an opportunity for me to learn present moment awareness. You know, that's not it at all. It's, it's about finding the tools that helps you deal with situations. So, you know, I think back on many occasions, especially in the early days of being a mum when you don't really know what you're doing, um, when the kids would get sick or even worse, when I would be sick caring for sick kids, I just, oh, I used to think that was just the pits. I know all mums know that feeling. It's a horrible place to, to be. Um, but I would fight it badly and I, and I would lose every single time i suppose it is a a natural human response i'd but i'd be wishing for it to be different 
and it only made things worse. I, uh, I think about um, the words of Eckhart Tolle because he tells us that stress is caused by being here but wanting to be there. So, you know, if you compare what I used to do um, to what I do now, which is really look at it like resistance versus surrendering to the moment. And then I soon get myself to a place of acceptance. Sometimes it takes a bit longer depending on the situation. But as I said in the blog, you know, what would get me through was this simple dialogue of this too will pass. When the kids are sick or we're sick, it's, it's so hard to imagine that it's not going to last forever. It's like a black hole. And so I had to tell myself it would pass, that I could handle whatever came my way and that I'd get through it. And what I found was it soothed me as opposed to, I guess, sending me into some kind of, you know, a spiral of negative self-talk. And we all know what that feels like. So, you know, it takes a bit of discipline and practice, but it makes a world of difference. Um, and, and look, Chris, I'm sure you've got some ideas. You've probably had plenty of moments where you've had deadlines or clients to see and the kids have come down with something. Uh, it's like what happened to me yesterday. But how do you handle it so that you don't get drained? Yeah, look, it is. It's such a, it, it, it's a challenge. And I think in my early years as a mother, I found it really challenging. I think um, especially mm. with the personal development journey that I've been on, I've um, worked out um, how to, I guess, how to overcome negative situations and how to reframe mm. and reset pretty quickly. Um, you know, and I'm not saying I'm just, you know, on top of the world all the time, certainly not the case, but when we're in those low moments, it's how we can, um, help ourselves and pull ourselves out of those moments and respond, um, effectively. So, you know, being able to handle whatever comes my way. And I mean, even if there is an initial freak out, at least internally, you know, like I dig, dig in and I, and I pull it together, um, mm. and, and to show that and impart that to my kids as well is really critical. Um, yeah. And I guess, you know, what it always teaches me is how quickly I'm able to figure out what not to do as well. You say, you know, it will pass. But in that moment, the most important thing is to be present for your child. Um, and you've got to take it day by day and sometimes minute by minute. Uh, and everything else that's not ap absolutely necessary, including schedules, deadlines, does go out the window. Um, and I think it's important to, you know, sometimes we get so busy being busy that we stay in that cycle and we think, oh, I've got to do this or I've got to get that done. Do I really need to get that done? Like mm, could, could that question. wait? Can I delegate? Yeah. You know? um, and I think you've got to do whatever it takes to get you through. And at the same time, you know, be, like I say, be brave enough to not overburden yourself with stuff, like I said, that doesn't really matter. Um, mm. and you know, this is the time that you do the bare minimum. You have a pajama day, you kick back and, Go you, through. and don't feel guilty about it. Like just, you know, the housework will wait, you know, the big shop can wait. You'll scrounge food together. You know, it might yeah. be some of my best meals are, <laughs> the girls have said to me, oh, I love that. And it was some toast soldiers and some eggs and something nice else one. that I threw together. Um, yeah, there you go. You know, and I think it's a, you find yourself, well, I certainly do, and I hope, you know, our listeners out there find themselves, but, you know, become incredibly resourceful as a mum during these times. And I think, unfortunately, it's often during the moments that we, those moments that we can actually be 
hardest on ourselves. And, you know, mm. like the mother guilt does set in. You know, I shouldn't have take, should have taken them to the doctor sooner or I shouldn't have let them play with that child at the park because, you know, I had green stock coming out and or I've been <laughs> working too much and they've been irritable and I yelled at them and it was because they, they were getting sick. Cause I, and that's a critical one, you know. I know when my kids start to get a little bit unwell because they start to get a bit irritable and it goes on. And, you know, I'm sure you know what I'm, what I'm talking about there, Shaz. No, I do. I'm, I'm actually nodding as you're going, you know, talking about this stuff because I'm thinking, yep, yep, been there, done that. It's, um, yeah, as you say, um, I think you're right. The mums don't give themselves enough credit for what they do in general, but they do tend to be the ones, um, with the exception of stay-at-home dads and single dads, who bear the brunt of the burden for caring for sick kids. And I mean, without throwing hubby under the bus here, I can count on one hand the amount of times he's had to look after the kids all by himself all day. So, I mean, I don't mean that disrespectfully, but I'm just painting the picture of the reality for most mums. And that's, that's yes, that's, uh, I guess, the way we're wired and part of the role that we have. Um, Absolutely. But it's one, it's, it's one that I feel is certainly not, often acknowledged or even appreciated. And so it's kind of time that we have to really appreciate ourselves, I guess. Uh, it's, I'm having, as we're talking, I'm having these flashbacks of this really hard time when I was living in Griffith and the, ki- the kids got really sick and I was, you know, we're talking croup, I had chest infection, you name it. And mm. Steve was away for the best part of three weeks. It wasn't until a girlfriend, Donna, thank goodness, um, and she's a nurse, mm. she, she checked in on me and offered to mind the kids because she could see how sick I was. And ra- so I raced off to a doctor's appointment and I was told that I was on the verge of pneumonia. So mm. here I had been battling it out on my own. And even though, look, I'm sure my friends would have been only too happy to help because I didn't, at that, by that stage, I didn't have any family out there. I had just my mates, um, you know, but I had convinced myself that I'd be inconvenienced them. So I soldiered on. Mm. And, and what happened was my inner martyr grew to the point where I was having some really long dark nights of the soul. And mm. I'll tell you, my days, my days weren't getting much better. Um, three weeks doesn't sound like a long time, but when you've got sick kids and you're sick as a dog, um, you know, it's, I guess I I had to learn a lot from that experience. That's where I guess I really learned how to ask when I had to ask for help. But it's where I also started to understand that I needed to approach things a bit differently. And I needed to start using some of these mindfulness tools tools that I'd studied for years to help me rather than thinking that I had to physically do it all by myself. I mean, um, mm. now I feel like I've evolved to this place where, and, and it doesn't happen every time, but I even try to like set the kids up in, if they're sick in front of a movie and they might be on the lounge with me and I'll get them as comfortable as they can be and get myself, you know, make sure I've tried to have a shower that day and be, feel as good as I can under the circumstances and I'll just put one hand on them or they'll be lying on my lap and I'll close my eyes, take a couple of deep breaths. And I just, I just start to imagine them and myself a hundred percent healthy. I picture all the things that we do when we're well, uh, whether it be, you know, going to the park or having a play date, going for ice cream, all the fun stuff. 
And then I suppose what it does is it's as much about soothing yourself, but I truly believe it sends out the right vibration. And, and I'd like to think in my mind that it speeds up their recovery. So, you know, as we said earlier, you, you said, whatever you do, whatever it takes, you do whatever it takes to get you through, you know, whatever is going to facilitate some form of compassion and kindness towards yourself. Well, you know, in my books, that's got to be a good thing, right? Oh, gosh, Shaz, absolutely. And I just, you know, I couldn't agree more with that. And monks can always do with a healthy dose of self-compassion. That is, that's, that's for sure. And I mean, I just love the, you know, the visualisation and the positivity and, and all of that. And, I mean, people use that as a throw-around word, positivity. But, you know, with with my learning and my, my teaching or, you know, what I've been taught over the last three years, my journey is that positivity breeds positivity, you know, and that's, mm-hmm. that's it. You start thinking that you've got a healthy family or healthy life. Yeah. Um, it's brilliant. You know, it's funny. My, my daughter started cutting out, uh, just as a side note here, just brought me to think about it, but, she started cutting out fruit. She wanted, a, you know, one of the Coles magazines with fruit or pictures of food. And I was like, okay, cool. She loves cutting, loves taping and crafts. So she put all this fruit and veg and stuck it up on the wall. I said, why did you cut out all this fruit and veg stuff? You know, like, what was that about? I was just curious. And she's like, because we're a healthy family. And I was like, oh, bless my heart, you know. That's um, so funny. I, I I had this thing happen the other day, actually. We were in the um, local IGA here and the kids were almost having a barney over which apples to pick and, <laughs> uh, and fruit and stuff. And the guy actually, a young fella, said to me, I don't think I've ever seen two kids argue about fruit before. And I said, that's honestly one of the only times they argue is who's going to get the last orange. And when I think about it, it's a pretty funny, um, it's a pretty good problem to have. But um, it was, I was sort of, uh, yeah, found myself standing back going, you know, um, well, this is great that they would, I don't ever have to force them to eat fruit, which is great. Anyway, so cool. I love it. It is good when kids recognise uh, what is good for them? I think that's awesome. Yeah, Box. and I think we I think we teach that by showing and by doing. Um, you know, and I I want to touch on what you said earlier, Shaz. One of your initial questions was, um, is being sick just a part of life, or is it more? You know, is there more to it than that? Um, and I think yes, it's definitely just something we all have to deal with. But as we've been talking today, I realised that what the experience of dealing with sick kids has taught me is that I have had to learn to let go of control. Um, Mm -hmm. And after all, when the kids get sick, you have very little control over the duration and the outcome. Um, And sure, you can help them along physically like we've discussed, but sometimes you've just got to ride it out and let nature take its course as well. I mean, you know, like what else can you do? Well, that's it, you know. um it makes a lot of sense. Uh, I, I like the idea of that um, letting go of control. It's a, it's definitely a, been a big issue for me. Um, I blame it on my seven planets in Scorpio. <laughs> um, but my husband must think to himself sometimes, uh-oh, here comes Miss Intensity again. <laughs> but seriously, <laughs> seriously, when the kids are sick, it, it forces you to release that control over your circumstances. And, you know, I, I think to a greater or lesser degree, many of us have issues with control um this is certainly something I, I as i say i'm constantly working on um just not 
compartmentalizing everything and orchestrating and having things go a certain way. I mean, um, I love the idea of going with the flow, but I certainly love a well-executed plan. Um, you know what I'm talking about, Chris. We're both big planners. Uh, it can be a bit of, a, you know, a double-edged sword sometimes, I guess. It's so true. It's so true. I mean, you can plan. You can plan amazing days. Uh, you know, I planned an amazing day last school holidays. We wrote it out, mapped it all out, and it just didn't go. It didn't go like didn't go that way. And I had to just go. Oh well, we'll just try again tomorrow. And we just reset, <laughs> refresh, reframe, go again. Yeah, and that's the thing. When when our day, when we kind of visualize or put out there that our day or our project, whatever it is we're working on goes to plan, you know, we feel like we're hashtag winning. But when we encounter these bumps in the road, I find that's when the doubts creep in. When we start second guessing ourselves, then there's more questions than answers. Then we lose our clarity and our calm. You know, it's, it, and there's your negative spiral self-talk kicking in. But, um, you know, control makes us feel secure. And, and that can at times be a good thing. But when you're faced with circumstances that you have no control over and, you know, that happens when kids get sick, it certainly can turn your world upside down if you let it, I suppose, you know. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, um, you know, it is that whole, uh, you know, attaching, attaching stories to different situations so if you've been especially if you, you know when we've been through previous situations where kids have been sick it's like oh not again or oh i don't mm. need this now and that's so think, true you know you've got to look at it um and face look at it at face value and for what it is there in that present moment and don't connect it to what's happened previously and how you can deal with it deal with what's in front of you you know um that's a big one and like you know, so now when the kids are unwell, you know, as I mentioned earlier, everything else is put on hold and, you know, you regroup and you refocus and, um, you know, you, you can get through it one, two ways. You can get through it going mental and crazy and stressed out, which is not good for your health or your nervous system or anything like that as well, or the kids. Or you can just mm. go, you know what, let's take it on board, let's get through this and then we just start, like I say, start again and, you know, that... Serenity quote um, comes to mind. Uh, grant me, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. And you know, I think um, that pretty much sums up everything that we've been talking about on today's uh, on our first podcast today. Yeah, you know, it's an oldie but a goodie. I'm glad you brought that up because um i'd forgotten about that one but you know i as i said earlier my mantra was this too will pass and and that's certainly a good one um but whatever works for you you know hopefully um when when the kids get sick i mean we don't want that to happen but we know it's part of life and when you feel helpless or frustrated we we want you our listeners to remember this podcast and you know, maybe in some small way, it'll just help you feel a bit better about things. Um, yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I think it's just such a critical topic and a really great one to start off and kick off. You know, we've got so much more uh, coming your way, guys. And, you know, like Shaz says, even if you feel uh, just slightly better, you know, that could change your whole world or get you to that next step. Um, and... You know, I think hopefully, you know, we've 
if, if we've done that, then Shaz and I can really say, you know, well, we've done our job and, you know, look, we're here for you, mums. And, and, you know, until next month, you know, when hopefully you uh, absolutely tune in again, please remember we're just two real mums talking about real issues in an attempt to make the ordinary extraordinary. Thanks, guys. And uh, Shaz, you know, again, thanks so much for, you know, being here and being part of this with me. I'm just, it's just such a pleasure and I'm really excited about our, our future podcasts to come. Thanks, Chris. What a journey we're on and um, thanks to all the listeners. Thanks, guys. We will catch you on, uh, on the next uh, podcast of uh, and uh, Shaz and Chris and, you know, uh, hopefully bring you more exciting um, and interesting, juicy topics on the, uh, on the life of being a mum. Have a great roles, hey? <laughs> hey? The mother of all roles. We named it that for a reason, you know. Uh, it certainly captures everything that we're going to talk about in this series. So, Absolutely. Um, share, love, like us, and uh, come back next time. We will catch you very soon. Bye.